But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty, Fatty, Big Bride, Big Bride, and my cousin Vinny, and my cousin Vinny. What is going on, everybody? How are we doing tonight? Feel like I haven't done this in a very, very long time, but this is a special occasion. So here we go. We are live. Here on July 20th, I am that fat guy. Let me big it, bring in Big Brad. What's going on? Hey, man. What's up? The wife's yelling at me right now because I start screaming. I, well, I, that'll be all right. That's all right. That later. For us, bud. This is, uh, <laughs> this is the Hail Mary of all Hail Marys for us. We got uh, here in about 15 minutes, we got Ken Carmen from 923 The Fan and Fox 8 joining us. And we're going to have some fun with him today. Uh, also, we got to talk a little bit of the uh, All-Star game uh, that happened last night in the Home Run Derby. Uh, Cleveland showed up and showed well for the uh, All-Star game. We're going to talk a little bit of Browns. Special Fat Boy Tuesday edition with Ken Carmen. We're going to do a little, little what he likes to eat and a little rapid fire with him. And then we're going to finish off the show with our top three sports TV shows. And cool. you know, it shows that we watched growing up, anything that we love, like of that nature. But to start it out, we have a brand new thing. Our show is brought to you by Lake Erie APA. Get a hold of Harold Kill or us here at Illegal Ham of the Face at IllegalHam at Gmail or Illegalham of the Face at gmail.com. And get a hold of Harold Kill through us. You guys know how to reach us through Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Just message us. We'll get back to you if you guys want to start a pool team or just have some fun and come in and join one. Uh, he is covering membership fees for new players and a couple other things. Uh, we have already had, oh, here we go. Justin's here. What's up, guys? So, up, you know, I know this feels weird because it's not uh, technically Fat Boy Tuesday, but uh, we'll go with uh, we'll go with Walrus Wednesday. Is uh, that what we're going to do? Who came well, up with that one? I don't know. I just off the top of my head, it was either Walrus or Whale. Um, Glad you went Walrus. Take I, I kind of figured. Um, uh, your most annoying fan, James, is here with us now. So everybody's coming in. Uh, Ken will be joining us here in probably about 10 minutes or so. But we're going to get in through some of our uh, normal stuff, like our shout-outs and trivia and stuff. So first off, we got some shout-outs to do. Um, I will go first, Brian. I got shout-out my baby sister. Uh, came out of surgery. Um, oh, that was a good one. Whiskey Wednesday. Should have done that one. There you go. It's a little more nice. Justin, Justin's coming through in the clutch for us. Um, she had her surgery. Everything went well. Uh, she's at home recovering right now. She's a little banged up, a little sore. 
but she's moving around. I uh, got pictures of her on a hover round at Good a, deal. I think it was at a Kroger down there because I was making fun of her because I was like, what are you doing on a hover round? And I just started singing the song, hover round takes me where I want to go. So <laughs> um, got that. I got to shout out the boys at work. We have uh, some new <laughs> people at work that uh, were like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, we're, we're having fun. So that's what we're doing, guys. So if you see a Jamie or Bob pop in here a little bit later, be prepared, bro. <laughs> no way. No uh, way. Okay, I'm not allowed to take Toby's Wednesday team as Whiskey Wednesday, so we're not allowed to take that. Is it, <laughs> is it Whiskey Wednesday or Walrus Wednesday? I'm pretty sure it might be Walrus Wednesday for you. And then on a uh, uh, somber note, Bri, um, one of our friends uh, that we worked with that we knew very well, um, Joe Sinchek, uh, passed away um, suddenly on, it was Friday of last week, which was a shock to everybody. But there is a, on my Facebook page, on my personal Facebook page, there is a GoFundMe and a kind of a fundraiser to help raise money for the uh, memorial and stuff for him. So please go check that out, help out and donate if you can. Um, definitely hit a lot of us hard because I think Joe was only 26 or 27. So um, it was definitely a rough one um especially when you just saw him a couple weeks beforehand so um on that note bry uh do you have any shout outs yeah he was uh he was a good guy loved to have fun loved to laugh he was a huge browns fan so that was something that we kind of all all shared in common so he definitely will be missed um and i guess to transition from that as best i can And to some of my shout-outs, I'll shout-out my brother and his family who are on the move right now. They are moving to Illinois, a little uh, northwest of Chicago. So that's a tough one. Um, You know, him and I have always lived in the same state, even in college when we were on opposite sides of the state. So it's tough to see him go, but couldn't be more proud of him and happy for the entire family for their next move in life and uh, everything that awaits them. So it was nice to be with them yesterday and kind of send them off and we'll be seeing them before too long. So sports has always been something that the two of us have kind of shared and it'll be tough not seeing, uh, not watching every Browns game or big Browns game, you know, like we were together for the playoff game. We were together for game seven of the Cavs. Um, you know, so stuff like that will be hard to miss out on. But, um, but yeah, we'll still have plenty of good celebrations, hopefully playoff wins for the Browns, plenty in the future. Um, but, yeah, let me shout out his entire family, uh, my brother, Shailene, his kids, Briella, Adeline, Luke, and uh, baby JJ. Uh, love them to death. and going to miss them a lot, but uh, can't wait to see them soon. And my other shout-out will be for – uh, my family is doing our yearly golf outing to honor my dad and um, to benefit the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation this Saturday. So I guess this is my yearly reminder to you if you want to do- donate to the MMRF or any charity that is close to your heart. I know we have the the Jimmy V Awards or the Jimmy V Foundation that ESPN is going to be doing over the next couple of days. Uh, to raise money for cancer research. So let this be a reminder to you, you know, if you've been putting it off, donate to something that uh, is close to your heart 
and uh yeah make a difference out there every single dollar counts so that's all i got why is it every time you hold this golf outing i got something else going on that i can't do the golf outing <laughs> i think you plan it that way i you, think you gotta you gotta make it a priority you just gotta I, make I, it really, a priority. I really do i think you're going all right he's got plans this weekend let's hey, do it this weekend every year end of july early august one of uh, those weekends we, well, we usually either, shoot for well i either have twins fest with the kids or i got right know, like i got a fundraiser for our pool team this saturday where we're doing 50 50 and raising all that stuff we got some of the gift baskets done by the way bride there is a uh we call it the black bag gift basket we got the uh triple x gift basket that we're going to be <laughs> raffling off and i don't know what's in it i don't want to know what's in it but from what i'm told it's spicy <laughs> let's just put it that way <laughs> who who are you kidding you haven't played golf in over a decade from what you told us a couple weeks ago i hit two shots at top golf i'm good to go uh, is that right right <laughs> I, get, I get six beers two shots of whiskey the swing is smooth i look like jack nicholas out there it takes that much look yeah what kind of what, whiskey it doesn't matter you know me whiskey's whiskey okay okay Beer too? Doesn't matter what what type of beer you're drinking. Not really, especially with a golf outing. Free beer is great beer. <laughs> like we yeah. used to, as I long used to, as it's cold, you know it's supposed to be like 88, 89 degrees on Saturday. So yeah. as long as it's cold, I'll be all right. We always used to do a golf outing where we had beer and donuts first thing in the morning, and our golf. Scramble team cracked a beer at about 6.15 is when we started, and we did not tee off, shotgun tee off at 8 o'clock. It's a long day. That's a really long day. It is a great day because by about 2 o'clock when we're done, because depending on where we're at, we would finish up. We would do uh, – we would call it the, the five, the fiver on the way back in. So you have the first one. If you're on a green, first one hit a green gets five bucks. Closest to the pin is five bucks. Best score is five bucks, and we sure. played that on the way in. So it got a little uh, intense there at the uh, last few holes, and then most of them I just picked up and said, "Here, here's twenty bucks. Have fun." And then I just <laughs> wrote the cards and laughed at everybody. But um, yeah, please donate to that because I know it's near and dear to Bryce Hart. Like you said, I mean, he does this every year with his family. Um, family and friends come out. They go golfing. They drink, they have a good time, they have normally a nice steak dinner afterwards, even though Brian probably has a hamburger instead of I'll a steak. save it for my wife. I'm nice enough for that. That a boy. I drink my dinner that night. <laughs> well, a lot of from what I hear, a lot of people do too. Like <laughs> Adam and Phillips and <laughs> just keep naming names. No names. names, no names. No, big boy Phillips doesn't uh yeah, okay. I'm not getting into that. All right, so big fella, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I got a little uh, since I'm running the board tonight because we got no my cousin Vinny because he is on second shift. But here we go. I got a special trivia for Bry. All right, big fella. Uh, I got this off of CBS Sports. Okay. I remember 
did a golf outing. Yes, we did putt with Jim Trestle. We all missed the putt, of course. Uh, yes, I went with my brother-in-law and played with Jim Trestle. Oh, nice. And, and uh, my mom. Hello, Hamboys. Mom is here. So we got to be here now. Yep, all right. So, uh, it's not me. I got to worry about it. It's your potty mouth over there. <laughs> I, mean, I did let Nespon go last week, so I apologize, Mom. I mean, I can't believe you let that shit happen. Anyway, my bad. Uh, is Phillips still in Ohio? He is. We'll, we'll talk afterwards, Toby. Miles Garrett is the only former number one overall pick who is still on the team that drafted him. And this okay. is among active players drafted 2018 and earlier. Okay. Okay. These are all number one picks, Brian. Mm hmm. All right. Now, you are the draft savant. Can you go back through your mind for the number one picks? And I'll even give you the first one. 2009 was Matt Stafford. He is no mm-hmm. longer with the Detroit Lions. Right. He is currently with the Los Angeles Rams. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other ones here. Can you name them? I need to come up with eight names. You got to come up with eight names. For uh, number one pick since 2009. 2009 yes. to Miles Garrett. Yep. Well, there's okay. One. There's one so, afterwards, but he doesn't count anymore. So 10, 11, 12, 13, so on. Yes. Gotcha. And by the way, our uh, special guest heard that trivia, and I can't wait to bring him on. I'm so excited about this. That's so, Brian, lot, man. let's do it. All right. The man from 92.3 The Fan and Fox 8 News, Mr. Ken Carmen is joining us. What's going on, sir? Hi, everybody. Hey, man. Well, how you guys doing? I Fantastic. love the Super Browns going on right now. I figured I'd have fun because anybody can be Ken. Well, anybody. So I figured can. I'd have fun with it. <laughs> First off, I, I do have to thank you so much for joining us and especially taking time out of your vacation time to come on with us. at home. It's okay. It doesn't, it's still vacation time. Well, I mean, you're you. You're not dealing with anybody else. You know, you're just dealing with the wife and kids right now, right? Uh, yeah, my kids are right outside um, my office, which I'm getting ready to redo here. Um, we, had a, um, we had a washing machine problem a month ago, and some of the water came and hit my drop ceiling, so I got to redo all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, they're just outside. So you're going to hear probably some screaming because they're playing with each other. But, yes. um, <laughs> hey, I got twin nine-year-olds. We're good. I know how. It oh goes. my God! Are you serious? Oh yeah, yeah. The this train. Well, right, that's when. That's when we were talking the entire time. Like I know how family goes. It's okay. Ooh. I got. It. How were the first three months of that? Uh, sleepless. Um, we'll just put it that way. Uh, we couldn't get them in the crib, so yeah. they slept in bouncy seats the entire time until they were like nine months. Oh, the only way we could get them to go to sleep and. Yeah. You know, you had to fight with the wife and tell her because she's trying to clean the house and stuff. Just mm-hmm. smack her around and be like, nope, it's time for bed. They're sleeping. We're sleeping. Let's go. Yeah. That's that's probably the best. That, I mean, that's probably the best advice anybody could give anybody about that type of thing. Well, I just had one at a time. And so I was like a bastard about it. I was like, it's time for bed. They got to go to bed. <laughs> that's okay. I, 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 I on cue. There you go. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, when I just said we had one at a time, so it was easy to do. I can't imagine two. I can't imagine having two. The great thing was is we didn't know better. So that was kind of it happened, and we had nobody else that knew about it. Mm-hmm. And the funny story that most of my friends know about me is my two best friends, other than Big Bry, also have twins. I lived with them growing up. One has uh, twin girls. The other one has a boy-girl twin. Oh, so that's nice. All of us have twins. And we're like, everybody kept asking us, like, what did you guys do at that house? I'm like, it had to be the water. Well, no, we didn't drink water. It had to be something else. <laughs> but, yes. So, thank you again for joining us. Yeah. All right. You are. Me. So, we listen to you every morning because I work at a golf course. So, every time you guys are on at 6 o'clock, we're up at 5.30 listening. Which to one you. do you work at? Uh, the Country Club. Wow. Yeah. Very prestigious. I've never yeah. been there. Lima talks about it all the time. This is the best place in Northeast Ohio. I swear to God, he was just talking about that the other day. <laughs> no way. Place Northeast Ohio, yep. It's hush-hush. Most people don't know about it, but I guess there is a hush-hush uh, Browns outing going on there tomorrow. Oh, wow. Okay. No, Is that right? Yeah, I guess the coaches and some other you people. You didn't tell me about this? You're not allowed. I got I to gotta go schmooze. I got to rub elbows with Stefanski and all those guys. That's nice. <laughs> you got sure to be there at 530. So normally our drive, so I live in North Olmstead, so my drive starts at like 5 o'clock. So I start at 5 o'clock, get there at 530, and then normally kick, listen to Amy Lawrence for about 10 minutes, and then you guys come right on right afterwards. Where is that at? Now, I, I've heard of it, but I've never been there. Where is that at? Uh, Pepper Pike. It's out there next to Beechwood and all. It only that. takes you a half an hour to get from North Homestead, even in the morning. It only takes a half hour to get from there. Okay, never mind. <laughs> There's not many people out that early in the morning. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good. I point. mean, not not all of us are coming well, from Streetsboro. Well, I, even if you say that, I don't think a lot of people are going to get up that early to go out there and get on the roads at five in the morning to to mess up the commute. I don't, I think they're right. fine with us coming kind of coming in early and dealing with all that. I think they're okay with that. That's outstanding. So, how long you work there? I've been there for what, Bri, 12 years? Something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah, a little over a decade. Bri was there for about nine years. So you did the same thing? I was there about 13. Yeah, I was there a little longer than him. I just left maybe uh, in February. I come down from Medina, so it was a little bit longer for me. But, uh, yeah, I don't miss those drives. My dad, uh, he retired last year. Did he retire almost two years ago now? Almost two years ago now. And um, he just started mowing at the quarry down in uh, East Canton. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful down there. So he, he's never played golf, so they're like, "Go mow the." They're like, "Go mow the fairways," and he's like, "I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is." They're like, "They were like, okay, we'll just go one at a time," because my uncle, my uncle lives down there, my cousin lives down there, and they live on the course. And then my dad, he lives over in Perry, and then they got my dad and mowing. And my dad's never, my dad's never played golf. So he's just like, they were like, mow the fairways and, and like, tea. they told him the tee box. He didn't know what the tee box was. And so they were like, <laughs> one at a time. All right, this is what these parts of the course are and that type of thing. He knew what the rough was. That's it. He could well, figure that out. But everything else was a mystery to him. So does every other amateur <laughs> golfer in Ohio. They know what the rough is. <laughs> <laughs> Except ours is a little bit higher and it's stringy with the fescue. You have the the fescue. Oh yeah, Lime always talks about the fescue. The, that and the kakuya. The kakuya will get you. 
you, sure. you're going, you guys are going to have to come out. We'll get you. Well, Lima's been out there a couple times. You know what? I, I want to say he's probably been out there four or five times. Um, he I don't know if I'm. Well, one of so I threw out a picture on Twitter. He goes, I know that. Where's that at? First time I ever talked to Lima. Like I didn't even DM him or nothing. He was like, Where's that at? I know that. I'm like, It's a country club. He goes, I love that place. And then that was a whole <laughs> conversation I had with him. I was like, Oh, okay, awesome. I was like, by the way, kudos. <laughs> so you're a golfer right now, right? How's it just so I, mean, I, I I I guess I call myself a golfer because I like golfing, but you know, I went out for the second time this year yesterday, and that'll probably be that'll probably be the end of it. You know, <laughs> I, I went to I went to Valley. Uh, over in Elyria, Web Valley of the Eagles over at Elyria yesterday. And that's a yeah. very difficult course. Yes, it um, is. <laughs> just, I didn't even know how how difficult it was until I talked to some other people. And then um, we went to, uh, before that, a couple weeks ago, we went to Tannenhoff down in uh, Alliance, which was, it was, it's fine. It's a fine public course. Um, I, I enjoy, I, I like it. It's kind of wide open. There's a couple places it's kind of tough. Um, and it starts with a par five, so that's you know it's kind of a punch in the face if you're golfing right. in the golfing in the early hours. But um, I, you know, I I used to play when we first had Axel, or, or even right before we had Axel, because I lived ten minutes away from there from the from Valley of Eagles. So I would go there right after shows, and I get there at like ten thirty, and I can go quick. I can play the George Bush golf where he, he used to do eighteen and like like an, it was just over an hour, and I oh, can yeah. do that. So I would get home just after noon if I got there at ten thirty. Oh, that's perfect. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it, it wasn't it, it wasn't bad. Now there were a couple times I didn't I didn't know about the uh, I didn't know about I I thought I knew about golf etiquette. I didn't know all the golf etiquette. I didn't know it was a big deal to skip people or to pass people because I would just go. <laughs> I'll get the six coming back around the other end, and I would because I just you know they're like have at it. And they, they trust me. I wasn't a jerk about it. I just drive around and they right. were okay with it. And they're like, this is like kind of a respectable place. It used to be a country club. Now it's a public course. And uh, I would just pass these foursomes to not even care. I just go <laughs> driving right by. And I'm like, I'll, I'm going to go get seven, eight, nine. And then maybe at the turn, I'll check out six or I'm just going to keep going and pick up six on the other end. Oh, and cool. some days, some days I played 18. Some days I'm like, oh, I'll take a rain check, whatever. And I would just leave. And um, they were always like, "He's I don't I don't I don't I don't do burnouts. You can't really do burnouts in their carts. I don't do any of the other stuff." Um, so they're they're like, "Okay, as long as he's respectful about it, we don't care what he does." But I I didn't know that was a big deal. I was like, "No, you can't do that. You're not supposed to do that at all." I, was like, I didn't know. Sorry. That's mm -hmm. when you look at him. Go shut up and get in the cart. You're not getting a par on this. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I just I just figured. I said, "What the hell?" I I played. When I played by myself, I played I played a lot better. I was just more relaxed. Um, I try to stay away from I, I hate to say this, I kind of shy away from outings just because mm -hmm. I don't want to if I'm paired up with people I know, that's fine. But some strangers, I mean you guys know this. You guys have seen the guys cussing up a storm on the you know on the greens and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Some of it like man, I, I get I get it worked up enough in my regular life. I don't need to get really worked up on a golf course. <laughs> so I don't know. Some guys just take it too seriously. And it's like, those aren't the guys I'm really going to play with. That's all. Yeah. 
No, it's the worst. I mean, that's why I don't even really like to book on like, you know, these websites like Golf Now and something. If you have a twosome or a threesome, because you know they're just going to pair you up with a single or, or another mm-hmm. twosome. It's like, I don't want to play with strangers. I just want to exactly. drink and have a good time with my buddies. And uh, yeah, I don't want to have to worry about what other people are saying or thinking about uh, how I'm playing or yeah. the pace I'm playing or how much I'm drinking. Yeah, I just want to have a good time for a couple hours. I always wondered if they could, if they could do that. And there's probably a way they can if they, you know, you take a by handicap if you know a handicap, which I don't even know how to calculate mine because it's probably off the chart. It's not yeah. even a joke. I'm serious. Um, and they could be like, okay, like Ken's a duffer, and we have Jared <laughs> over here, and he's a duffer, so fine, we can pair them together, and it'll be okay, and they'll have fun. But it's like, you know, if a guy's like a four or whatever, it's like, okay, we're not right. gonna, we're not gonna do that. Well, I mean, most of the time they do. Most of the time they pair you up. It's just to speed up play for them. Yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, make the most amount of money. I get it, but I just don't enjoy it. The but the worst usually play play fast anyway, right? Yeah. Well, that's because they don't care. Yeah, anymore. they don't care. Yeah, pick yeah. it up. Yeah, whatever. Give me a bogey. Like normally for us, <laughs> like when I play with my dad, it's like as soon as you get to triple bogey, pick up right down to seven. We're on to the next hole. Yeah, like, exactly. Like why don't I don't even keep triple? Well, I haven't kept score in. Jesus, boys, years. I mean, years. Wow. It's just right? because Lama doesn't keep score. I, I've never seen him write a score down in a bar, down in a scorecard or anything like that. Like I played when I played a couple weeks ago down in Alliance. Uh, my buddies were playing like against each other. No money. They just wanted to beat each other. And uh, my my buddy did come back. My buddy Brett came back from seven strokes down. But he ended up he ended up falling apart on the 18th. <laughs> they're, they're like, Ed, what did you shoot? And I'm like, I'm with my son. I don't mark it a 10. I don't care. All mm-hmm. of them are 10. I shot a you know I shot a 180 or whatever it is. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. So we do have some questions we want to ask you because I mean, yeah, sorry, I keep taking up the space. Oh, oh, you're, you're amazing. Oh, that was I great. This is what you know. We were talking to Brad Ward before you came on the show, and. Brad and I are really good friends. Brad goes, oh, you got Ken coming? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, that's going to be a party for you guys. I'm like, Brad's a nice guy. The only thing I hate, I've never told Brad this, and I kind of know what to say because I, I hope he doesn't take it the wrong way. Brad's a really nice guy, but he'll 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 tweet something during the show, and he'll say it, and then he'll, like, he'll, he'll give his take, and I think some people think we're saying the opposite. So I'll start getting nasty tweets. I'm like, no, I agree with Brad, man. I'm trying to – and I got to X out because I'm like, I can't do the show because people are responding to Brad's tweets, and they think that Brad disagrees with me because that's what social media is. Oh, yeah, so they right. think that Brad and I disagree with each other. I'm like, no, we all agree with each other. Brad's giving us – I mean, there's sometimes, yes, he disagrees, but we're like, we're all just giving our opinion. Everybody needs to relax, but – Sometimes I hate to say it. I'm like, uh, this is going to sound terrible. There's times I kind of have to mute the conversation. Thank you. Sure. We totally get that. I don't want him to feel bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) Calling him out. Hey, him and I used to go blow for blow over stupid stuff just to do the good cop, bad cop. And he thought I'd get so mad at him that I'd close down the laptop. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. Close down the laptop and walk away. And then I come back on. I'm just messing with you. I don't care. Just getting riled up, but we do have to ask. Like you're doing great on ninety two. Like what got you into being a radio host? Why did you want to choose? Oh hell, I've told that story so many times. It's it, it was basically by accident. I mean, it really was. It was just like 
accident sounds like I, I just kind of fell into it. Like I, I had to work hard at it. Don't get me wrong, but um, I kind of wanted to be a, I kind of want to be a writer at first. And then I had my, so I had my assistant principal at, um, at high, at Perry high school say something. Now this is Perry and Stark County, not the one, you know, up in, up in Lake County. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he said, I was in a speech class. I was in speech class. You had to take speech two years. When I was in speech class, we did a radio, um, we did a radio project where you had to go down to where they make announcements. We had to do like a radio show or whatever. And that was fun. And, um, my my sister principal walked in the walked in the room in the classroom while I was up or I was up in the um, making the in the announcement room doing the radio show and he's like oh, you got to do radio you got to do something like that he goes don't worry about I feel terrible saying it like this he's like yeah you know he's like newspapers I don't know if they're the future I don't know if they're the future I don't know if you want to do that go go try to do radio it's like a podcast has kind of changed that but this is 04, right so that's kind of how I got into it. And it, it's basically the only way I got opportunities was I was willing to just do shifts other people didn't want to do, you know, because you, you come in your part time. I worked at the I worked at the college radio station. And um, then I because of the supervisor's encouragement, he made me go get a part time job. I applied for the part time job. I got the part time job. And then I was just willing to pick up shifts that other, other people didn't want to pick up. Like I did Sunday morning gospel. Um, ran the board for that. Um, did a lot of arrows games when they were before they were the rubber ducks. Um, did a lot. Did a lot of high school games and like running the board for that. And uh, ran a lot of just Akron men's and women's basketball. The high, the college football stuff. I mean, just a ton of games. And that's you know, I, I still tell people if they ask, I'm like, man, if you can find a way to get in at a station and be like a board op, if you want to do radio, radio, like that's. To me, that's the way you do it because then you just you learn about all the technical stuff to it. You basically learn how to be a producer, and um, then I think it kind of makes you more understanding the people who are working on some of the technical stuff because you still need technical directors, you still need producers, you still need engineers, and so at least it it should make you more patient with those folks. Because um, I mean, you know, when I when I started when I first started doing when I first started being a board up, I would get yelled at by a couple of older guys and they were, but it was an older, you know, that was a different generation. It was a different generation of the business mm-hmm. you know, where they didn't tolerate anything. And they just, that was the way it was. You just got screamed at and that was it. Now, I mean, you can't do that. You know, it's a workplace and doesn't matter, you know, who you're working with. You know, you can't, you can't treat people like that. And that's good. That's a better thing than what it was, you know, when I first started, but yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the long, that's the long way to say it is that I basically got started in doing Board hopping and um, working events, tear, set up, tear down, learning how to learning how to do all the ISDN lines and all the other things, and kind of engineering without being an engineer in that case. Sure, yeah, and and being on ninety two three and being with the Browns, your nightly shows. Now you're in the morning. You've done hundreds, thousands, probably of interviews. Have you ever uh, have you ever given much thought to somebody? Uh, be a celebrity athlete, dead or alive, that that would be your bucket list interview. I don't know. Um, I get nerve for like. Usually, I I get really excited to talk to broadcasters, but I get nervous talking to them. They're like yeah. the last ones I get nervous talking to. But there's a lot of a lot of athletes. I just 
I like athletes and I'm interested in their story. I just do not get worked up interviewing any athlete or coach ever. Mm-hmm. And part of that just comes with experience. You know, you interview, you interview enough coaches and players over time that, that, that just goes away. But the other ones, like when we've had, um, well, one of the famous ones that we talk about on our show is Ian Eagle. And I stuttered right. all, on my, all, all, all over myself and kind of sounded like uh, Chris Farley. <laughs> With Paul McCartney doing the right. Iron Eagle interview, the first one of the first ones, and like I was, I I admitted to Ian, I said I was I was nervous, probably the first few times I interviewed him. I've uh-huh. always it, for whatever reason because I know like there's some guys it's like all right, like Jim, like, they're all good personalities, right? Some there's been a couple who have been a little bit like short, not abrasive but short, but like mm-hmm. Jim Nance, good guy, but it's like all right, like. Tony's known Jim Nance for years. Yeah, and we it's like, I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. What'd you say? We see him all the time at work. Like he. Comes... <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's the around, he's here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So that's the thing about him, though. Like Tony knows him very well, and I'm just like, ah, I'll just saddle up next to Tony and ask a couple of questions and be polite, and that'll be the end of it. And um, he's great. Uh, Mike Tarico's very engaging. Uh, mm-hmm. Very fun to talk to. Um, Steve Levy, I remember I asked this long I tend to go with with quarterbacks and players and baseball players and all the other stuff. I tend to try to tighten up the questions as much as I can, just Larry Kingan. Uh, with, the, with the broadcasters, I tend to go very long. And I'll just have these long-winded because I'm nervous. And I try to talk <laughs> my way out of the question while I'm asking the question. It comes off ridiculous. And I did that with Steve Levy. And I wasn't even that nervous to talk to Steve Levy. That was the weird thing about it. But I and mm-hmm. Eagle, it was just so bad. It was so <laughs> awful. He like he made fun of it like in the answer of the interview. Cause I finally just went, you know what? Honestly, I and I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm nervous to talk to you, and that's it. Sure. He thought it was funny. He thought it was funny. Thank God he did. He he was nice enough because my boss has known Ian for 30 years. My boss is from New York. And I was nice enough to text, like, hey, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Like, he, that guy, he's not on social media or anything, but he should be because that guy is just a king among men. He's awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of Lima, we know Lima loves to ask your guests some uncomfortable questions. Has there ever been – is there a time in your mind that sticks out to where he just asked a question and you were – you just wanted to crawl into a hole? <laughs> you were very uncomfortable days, for the guests. It, in the early days, yeah, and now I'm just not. I'm I'm just used to it. So I don't. You know, it's gotten whooped at the point when you first start out. You know, you don't want to ruffle too many feathers because you want to have a job. Mm-hmm. And now we've been on air long enough where it's like, ah, eh. like there's some guys that I'm not trying to upset. Like um, like Mike. Okay, Mike Florio, and I know he's on on the Watson thing. He's been on the opposite ends of the spectrum. He's all over the place, right? I got none against Mike Florio, though. And what I like about Mike Florio is that it'll kind of mix it up. And the same thing can be said about a lot of different writers out there. But, like, who was it we had on last year? And we said, I'm like, hey, it was a, it was a Nick Chubb question. And I, and our producer told it because Owen was the one booking him at the time. It wasn't even Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alford. Um, Owen was the one booking him. Owen's like, hey, our, our, our host here, Ken, has a problem with where you have Nick Chubb because I had him behind. It wasn't Will. It was CBS. It wasn't Will Brinson. Uh, we like Will a whole bunch. Crisco? 
That's who it was. It was Pete. He can't stand the Browns. Yeah, he hates the Browns. He got really mad at me. He got really mad at me, and I finally said to go, Pete, the express reason to have you on the show, we said this on air, I said the express reason to have you on the show was to argue this point. Right. I said, that's that's the difference, and you agreed to it, and then you brought (laughs) nothing to the table. And so I was – that part I was a little bit taken aback by, but there's very few people – there's very few people like there's every now and then there's a lost in translation situation maybe. Right. But um there's very few people that I that um I can look back on and go, oh man, that was a terrible I had I had Scott Rab and I love Scott dearly. Mm-hmm. And uh to the point I mean I know his I know his son well. I know him. I love Scott. And uh one time at night I got him to hang up on me. And I called him. I called him because I thought he was kind of like in on the gag. I was young and stupid. And I called him and he starts cussing me up one side and down the other. And uh, we had to we had to like talk it out because I'm like, hey, man, I just I thought it was an argument. I just, you know, I latch on to the bone like a dog. And, and that that just tended to happen. I'm sorry about that. Right. But um, Scott's still Scott's still one of my very, 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 very good friends. Uh, do you know, in broadcasting, in media. But um, other than that, they've all been nice. They've all been okay for the most part. I can't cool. think of a, I can't think of a really bad one, a really ugly one, not on record anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that Pappy? What are you drinking there? Oh, there it is. There oh, it is. That's what I like to see. Black velvet. Um, this is a 2022 black velvet. Wow. It is. It retails for about eleven ninety nine plus tax here in the state of Ohio. Look at you. I mean, it's a big timer. If we're going there. I mean, I might there as well. you go. See, there you go. <laughs> this is um, it, it's a it's a import, a blended Canadian whiskey. Nice. I a lot like of people. It. I'm a big Jack Daniels guy, and mm-hmm. um, I don't drink a ton of Jack Daniels. I only drink Jack Daniels for um special occasions. Black Velvet is my weekends. Or Old Crow is my weekends, depending on if. Oh yeah. And I try to, I've tried to limit a little bit more because the, I I would say that I don't really get hangovers for whatever reason, but they hurt a little bit more than they used to. Yeah, once you reach a certain age, they catch up to you a little bit. Like we were out on we were out on Friday night. Our kids were riding around on bikes, and uh, it was me and the neighbors were sitting out in my driveway, and. They were like, Ken, go get your black velvet. And I said, why not? <laughs> and so I made them drinks, and I'm just drinking. And we ended up having, like, this is the second biggest bottle, right? You got your fifth, you got this, yeah. and then you got your handle. And I got yep. this, and, um, boy, we ended up polishing it off. And I was okay Saturday morning. But I remember, I went to go I went to go do yard work, and it was, I was like, man, I'm, I'm really sweating. It's getting really sweaty in here. Like it was real bad. I went. That's because I. That was the day I burned the desk. I'll back out a desk. I want to burn because I want to get rid of the. We have a. Um. I don't know why I have to say. I. I I'm gonna say it anyway. We have a. Um. Fire pit that I want to get rid of because we don't use it for fires. Yeah. I just burn uh-huh. brush and whatever it is back there, and I'm like, I just use that brush and use it out front because people just have fires in their driveway in those metal pits, you know. Yeah. And so I go. I'm gonna get rid of it. And I'm just gonna put grass down there and what the hell. But I had this huge desk. And I set that on fire on Saturday, and I'm like, my God, I'm tired. It's like, well, you're drinking that whiskey on Friday night. You can't – I'm 36. You can't do that the way you used to do it, you know? Amen that to that. Sucks. Getting old sucks. Sorry, I'm taking <laughs> – I'm taking you guys to places you don't want to go. I'm I don't, go ahead. No, that's this all good. Actually, 
this is actually perfect because like Bri even asked you like what I said, besides Iron Eagle, you know, who do you get stars? That was one of my questions. But we're going to play one of your guys' games because I have to know. Well, I have been sitting here and I've been for years, I've been wanting to ask you this. Hugh Jackson, go. What do oh you oh he is a um he is an American football coach. Okay. And that's what he does for a living. Uh-huh. Well said. That is my answer. Okay. <laughs> well said. How did I not pick up on what you asked and how you asked it? I, I didn't even pick up on? either. He texted it to me. I go, what the heck does this mean? My bad. I'm sorry. Oh no, he I'm is just... a uh, he is a football coach, and there you go. All right, so we don't talk about that. Can you we talk about whatever you want? I'll just I'll answer it in that type of way, I guess. <laughs> so, at least with him, with, with him. Have a little more black do. velvet, and then answer. Yeah, it. yeah, we'll see. You know, it depends on how far how far into this bottle I get. Maybe I'll get a little loose. We'll see. Hey, well, we're talking. I'll send my wife over with another black velvet bottle. We'll get there. there we we'll go. get there. Now we're talking. Now so, we're what's speaking. your? Who is your most ever disappointing Browns player? Like my most disappointing Browns player, yeah, well, Josh Gordon easily, easily Josh, Josh right. Gordon, right? Yeah, um, and I, I feel bad saying it just because you know he is. Well, no, I, I can't feel. I feel bad for how things have turned out. I hope he's. I hope he finds happiness. I hope he finds. You know, guys, sobriety is a relative term. You know, sure. I, I'm on the record as saying marijuana. And I know that that can be, you know, anytime you say anything to the negative of marijuana, people jump down your throat. With the way the NFL did their testing, and Joe Thomas spoke about this, actually. He spoke about it in a locker room interview. With the way the NFL did their testing, it was a very archaic way. And I wonder, I don't think I wonder, I question, did Josh seek other things? to maybe find a way around. You know, it's easy to test for marijuana. It's easy to, and it's easy to find a young man uh, uh, guilty, testing positive for marijuana uh, in the NFL. And I'm glad they've changed their policy about that. They, they needed to. They need to catch up with the times. But I wonder if some of the other substances that we know that he was into, if that was a cause because of that. You know, if, if you can't find, you know, for such a long time, and we're just getting to this, uh, you know, a lot of players have talked about it. Kyle Turley's spoken about it at length, and mm-hmm. he goes to the super. He goes to the Super Bowl every year as a, as a paid advertiser, and they let him in on Radio Row, and he talks about it every year about what marijuana has done for him. You know, THC has done for him, CBD, all the all the all the derivatives of of marijuana and what they've done for him, and how guys become became over time addicted to the bottle, uh, addicted to the pills. And I've seen, I've seen prescription drug addiction up close, and it'll steal your soul. Whereas, you know, if somebody can do something with marijuana, with cannabis, and make it okay, where they're not, you know, not not driving under the influence or anything like that, but obviously, you know, taking care of themselves and taking care of each other, then I think that that's okay. I really do. And I I wonder so many times with Josh if that was one of the reasons why things got as as ugly as they did uh because what i saw out of josh gordon was a hall of fame talent i think that he could have mm-hmm. been what i think that if if there was no if there were no substances 
I think that he would have been in the same sentences, Rice, Johnson, down the line. You know, that it's somewhere in that conversation. I mean, this was a guy who put up 1,600 yards on a 4-12 and team. And he was the only – I mean, he, he kept Brandon Weed employed. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Well, yeah. That and he was – wasn't he suspended part of that season too? He was suspended the first two games of that season. That's exactly right. I mean, this was a he, – he is a game-changing, at his zenith, a game-changing wide receiver uh, of an obscene level. And I, I swear to you, I think he would have been kept in the same conversation as Irvin, as Rice – you name him, I think he was there. And you can see it where – did he score a touchdown just this last year? I mean, you have a third – I think he did score a touchdown just this last year with Kansas City. I think oh, it was one of those little pop yeah. pass touchdowns. Yeah. But I think he scored a touchdown. I go – I think you're right. That right there is the example why. Because some people, when they first when they first hear I say Hall of Famer, they roll their eyes and go, now that guy has been through every ringer you can think of as far as the NFL's conduct policy, the NFL's drug policy, whatever it might be, personally, professionally, the whole thing. That guy's been through all of it. And that guy, over 30 years old now, is still able to get a job in the NFL. That's how talented he really is because there's NFL coaches who look at that guy and they see the routes and they see the effort, That's just how effortless he is in making catches that a lot of guys just can't make, pros can't make. And I'm telling you, I will say it, I'll say it now, and I'll say it as a middle-aged man, and I'll say it as an old man. Uh, he is—he could have been the best that ever played the game, hundred percent. He is, wow. but that, and that's why I have to put him in there as disappointing. You know, people. If it, I what what name did you think I was going to say, Jim? <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, I that that goes to me, but I mean, we've had our run of, you know, Dwayne Boat. Like we've had big signings here that they've come in, and it's just been, I hey, I can say it on my own show. It's a shit show. They come in and they just it, they collect a paycheck and it's just like you know like um who was it Jamie Collins like when Jamie yeah. Collins was here and then he goes back to Bill and it's like I'm sorry Dad I didn't I didn't mean to upset you to where you traded me to Cleveland I'm sorry let me go play for you some more but but we're no stranger to that like that um you know I could say I'm a little bit more disappointed in the franchise or I'm more disappointed even though I I I liked the Jamie Collins signing at the time I wanted to give him a chance because I thought he was the best player coming out of the 2013 draft and he was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm guilty. I supported. I didn't think he'd just go walking around on the field against the New York giants, which he did in that game. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, we've done that before that the guys who come to Cleveland and just, they, they did it as a retirement fund and that was it. Yeah. And guys like Gerard will tell you that players in the league would say that you go to Cleveland and you, you get a couple million bucks in the bank and then you, then you figure out what you're going to do after, after the NFL. Yeah. I'm not I, as I think disappointed in that as I am just like man I saw I saw those are just NFL players that guy was an obscene talent that could have been just could have been one of the best to ever play the game easily sorry Brian go ahead no well I was just gonna I was gonna agree with you that I, I think I remember hearing basically the same thing from a guy like uh Willie McGinnis and even though he didn't phone it in quite like Dwayne Bow or Kenny Britt did he was kind of saying, yeah, you just go to Cleveland for a payday and, uh, you know, there's no pressure on you and, and you just play out your contract. And then, you know, if you can still get another one, you go forward from there. So, yeah, it, that's how it was. Hopefully it's changing now. I think uh, for sure it will. But you speak of Josh Gordon and I think of like 
maybe since you're so close to the franchise and you talk to some of these players, obviously more than a, like true fans uh, like Jared and I might, but um, are there are there some certain guys, maybe one or two that stick out to you that have moved on from the Browns and have gone to another franchise or played somewhere else in the NFL that you kind of find yourself rooting for just because they're they're a good guy? I know, you know, right now we're going through the Sean Watson thing, and you know, it's people are finding it hard to root for him. But are there like I still believe there's good guys in the NFL. So is there somebody that you've come across that, uh, that you continue to root for even after they leave Cleveland? Some guys aren't in the league anymore. Some guys are, um, I'm writing them down. So I remember, cause they're both, it was both TG Taylor Gabriel and, uh, to Sean Gibson, mm-hmm. they're both really good players. Um, you know, to Sean just got some of these guys, you know, it was now that they actually have good players, I mean, you can see that they have – I mean, this is a good roster, right? And they got guys that – I watch defensive ends, and I go, why can't we have these defensive ends? And then you see Miles Garrett, and you're like, what have I been watching for years? <laughs> and I saw that, you know, whatever we may say about Deshaun Watson here over the next couple of days, about if he's suspended, how long he'll be suspended, is it going to be a year, will the NFL – whatever. I thought I was watching quarterbacks play. Then you see Deshaun Watson throw the ball, and you go, oh, okay, now I'm actually watching quarterbacks. It's different. Sure. Yeah, because Zach always used to say, Ken, you, you know, you get excited about these players, but you've only been in the Browns camp. You know, you haven't seen Steelers camp. You haven't seen Ravens camp. Even 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 the Bengals. And and not not now, not not what the Bengals are, which are AFC champions, but just seeing another team and, and making a comparison of the two teams that are struggling at those times and seeing what they are and going, Okay, now now I'm kind of getting, you know. Because when I first went to camp, the first year I went to camp, this would have been the 2009 season was the year I went to camp. I was working at another station in Akron. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just – you see these players up close and you just have no idea. You have no idea how good they really are. And then you see other players up close and then you go, oh, okay, these guys just – you start to be able to see what talent is what, what guys can actually hack it, what guys aren't. And the reason I like those guys so so much more than some of the others is, and you know, nothing against some of the other guys that went out and, and might might have accomplished good things with other teams or anything like that, is uh, you know, a guy like Deshaun Gibson, late round pick, mm-hmm. uh, a guy like Taylor Gabriel, I believe, was an undrafted free agent. Uh, these guys were first off, they were great in interviews, good people, uh, you know, good good with their families, uh, and and then they were just they were so when we did the. We 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 do the coaches show or the preview show, and we do them from like bars and things like that. They were great with the fans. Uh, they were they were very they knew the opportunity they had, and and that's mm-hmm. what you look for. It's easy to look at a guy like Joel Batonio and Joe Thomas. It's easy to look at you know like a Carlos Dansby who was only here for a short time, a veteran like that, and say that guy gets it. A Demario Davis, that guy gets it. That type of thing. No, these are these are draft picks. These are guys who were expected to do something in the NFL, and they did do something in the NFL. But when you see a guy like Gibson and you see a guy like Taylor Gabriel do well, that kind of changes the way you see the league and just how weird of a league it is because you have the most players, and they come from the most diverse backgrounds you could find, and they all try to fit into a system, and you're in the shark tank where you're trying to compete for 
you know, money, big time jobs. I mean, it's a job and you're competing with somebody you're doing somewhere. You're competing for your own, on your own team for a job for money. And then you're also competing on the field for on Sundays for, for the entertainment of the fans. And for those guys who are able to make it where they go to places like, I think Tashawn went to Wyoming. I, I want to say he went to Wyoming. You go from a place like Wyoming, then to the NFL, you have a very nice long career, which Deshaun has had. I think mm-hmm. that says something about a guy. And where there's guys who are heralded first round guys and they just don't get it. And the, and those guys stick out to me, a guy like Gibson, a guy like Gabriel, you know, even a guy like, I hate to say it because I know he likes to troll Browns fans, like Willie Sneed, who was a camp casualty here years ago. Right. Sure. Yeah. Guys like that make it because it's still, as much as the league has changed, as much as things have changed with the CBA, as much as things have changed with, you know, contact rules, things like that, it's still a league that filters out those who don't love the game. And and I'll, yeah. I'll make the second Zach Jackson reference I I, I can tonight where, you know, Zach Zach said it best. It figures out the difference between guys who love the game and guys who love what the game gives them. And so many times when we've had so much changeover with all the different general managers, with all the different coaches, you end up trying to play catch up and you try to, re- to reinvent the wheel. You're trying to impress either Randy Lerner or, 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 or Jimmy Haslam or whoever, because it's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so you end up taking guys and you just end up taking guys who love what the NFL gives them instead of loving the game. And then you, you get gems, you get Dequell Jackson, you know, you get those guys, you get Joel Batonio. And then you got guys who maybe you didn't give a chance to, and they went on and they they accomplished other things like Gabriel. Like and people couldn't stand Cam Irving when he was here, and I'm telling you that guy was one. Of, and I know that he's had a couple of blips on social media. One of the best kids you'd ever run into. I'll never forget the day he walked in. It was like God had touched him that day. He said it was the best day of his life. The day he walked in, he went and threw out the first pitch of the Indians on Guardians game. The best day of his life. And the league ate him up, as the league is willing to do, and more than mm-hmm. wants to do. And then he had to, things had to click, and it had to work for him. And he's had he's had a pensionable career where he's able to draw a pension from the NFL. And that's all you really ask. I mean, you, you look back at Cam Irving and I sit there and go, yeah, you're a late first-round pick, and yeah, whatever. No, Cam Irving, I believe, has won a Super Bowl. He has a yep. ring. Uh, he'll draw a pension from this league. That's another huge thing. Nobody talks about that. That's a huge deal to the players is being able to draw a pension. The same thing can be said with Austin Corbett, second-round guy. We thought we were taking Joel Petonio, 2.0. Second round, Nevada, the whole thing. Yeah. And struggled here mightily. And got a little bit of time to breathe. Got the change of scenery in L.A. And has gone on and is having a, a, a nice career. Not anything that we're going to sit there and, and talk about in Canton someday. But mm-hmm. he's having a nice career, and that those are guys that those are the guys I really respect. You know, it's easy to really like a, a top five pick. It's the other guys that you really look at and go, "Geez, man, how that guy cut a living out for himself in this league is unreal." That's the impressive stuff. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry to do this, and we've gone 55 minutes without talking. But uh, I mean, the biggest story of Cleveland is. Oh. Deshaun Watson and, and how long he's going to be suspended. Do you think we really know anything? Because it comes out like daily, it seems, with these reports. Like, well, that's a federal judge. Two to eight. Dog. Right, I mean, that's right. A, Other than her husband, maybe. Like, does anybody really know anything? You know, I, I think that at, at now, at, at this point now, maybe 
you know, I saw the Florida report yesterday. Now I've been off Twitter, except for to post the picture yesterday with Tone. I've been off Twitter all week. I know you have. Is there a Florio report, Jared, about saying the Browns are bracing for some suspension of eight games? Or or eight games, that? right? Their Browns are quietly racing, racing for eight games. There may be something where somebody from her office may have looked and said, get ready at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even that, that's that. Guys, that's extremely speculative. Sure. I don't. At, at what point do you think it'll be too long of a suspension? Like, is it eight games? Is it ten games? To where the Browns are like, well, it's just we can't go that many games with Jacoby Brissett as our starter, and you know our playoff chances are taking a serious hit. Is that ten to twelve? I that, would say is where we really have the argument. I, okay. I'm glad you asked that question because I, you know, I've said it before. What, what can I give a straight-faced argument? You know, what mm-hmm. can I give a straight-faced argument? Can I give you a straight-faced argument that Jacoby Brissett can hold down the fort for eight games? I can. With this schedule, I can. Yep, four and I, four. Yeah, but can I do it for 12? No. No. Um, mm-hmm. Can I do it for six? Say it's six? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's For sure. That's something that we could all live with. Um I, I don't know what to expect. You know, nothing, a lot of, there's, I mean, people say, well, it wouldn't surprise me if over a year, it wouldn't surprise me if it's zero. That's ridiculous. Both of those situations would surprise the hell out of everybody out there. And anybody says they weren't surprised. They're just acting like they're not surprised. They'll have their socks knocked off because everybody wants to act like they know somebody. The whole thing is, is with this situation in particular, none of us know anything. We think we know everything. We tell everybody we know everything. We don't know anything because this, mm-hmm. this is different from anything else we've ever had. If this were a contract situation, it's like, hey, you know, the Browns are thinking about paying Deshaun X and Y amount of dollars, and Deshaun's wanting Z amount of dollars. I guess you could get some inside information about this. If this is a draft pick, I guess you can get some inside information about that. This is a judge. It's a former federal judge. <laughs> what do you, what do you, you think she's calling everybody? You think she like, I, I can understand Florio talking to people maybe within the Browns or around the Browns saying, you know, they're, they're quietly – Bracing themselves for eight games. But Sue Robinson didn't get on the phone going, Mike, listen, of all the people I decided to call you, they'd be like, she didn't pick up the phone. All right, I need Ken, that Ken Carmen in Cleveland. I need to call him. Okay. Is this the fan? Yes. Punch me through to Ken Carmen. I'm giving him the scoop. Like, no, none of that's happening. So we're all right. saying, I see all I, I see this from Facebook friends, guys I know from home. Guys mm-hmm. I've known since I was six years old. I'm hearing four to six. I'm hearing two games. I'm hearing that they're going to count last year, and then they're only going to give them one game. I'm hearing it's going to be like a Johnny Manziel. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nope. Nope. I, I did a TikTok video just to try it out to see what happened. And I'm like, anybody that knows anything, you're wrong. You're smoking crack. You're wrong. I'm like, it be two, four, six, eight, 12. We don't know. We have no idea. So anybody saying that they know what it is, I mean, the wide window of two to eight games – what the hell is that? There That's will like- be people. Oh, the, the two to eight games. I'm like, man, you, you can lose. I, we're Browns fans. I've lost the season between week three and week nine. Like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched the preseason. I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that season could be lost in a very short period of time. You know, we've always broken down to where now there's a 17th game. So it throws the math off. But win the month, you know, win the month of September, then October. Try to be 500 when the weather changes, things like that. 
and uh, I've seen I've seen a, a second month of October go awry, and then things get really really bad from then there on. So I I, I think there will be some people who do champions pose, mm-hmm. and I, that's just because they hit the lottery, they guessed right. That's all. Right. Exactly. That's all. Well, Bry, I think it's time for our special segment with Ken. Now, Ken. Yeah. Go ahead. Not been a part of this show. We have a very special segment for you. We actually do it. We do it every Warshak test or something like that. Hold (laughs) on. We do it every Tuesday for our show because not only do we love all Cleveland sports, we love food. So here we go. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Let's get into some Fat Boy Tuesday, which is Wednesday now. So, Ken, I know you like spaghetti and steak dinners. Yes. All right. I haven't had one in over a decade because of my wife. No one notices. No one knows that. You're the first person to tell. I told. What's she doing? She don't like steak and spaghetti. She's Italian. She don't like Italian food. She does, but she don't like it as much as me. Well, okay. (laughs) So, for Fat Boy Tuesday, we want to pick your brain about foods that you like. All right. Are we allowed to do that? Yeah. All right, because it gets us excited when we talk food because somebody over here has a meat to bread ratio. And I believe there is no meat. Bring that up. But do you have a meat to bread ratio? What is that? So, a meat to bread ratio is like you go to Slimans, okay, you get the corned beef. Oh, so it's a lot of meat to bread? No, I've never thought about that. It's just how it looks. I add up. So, so I just eat it no matter what it is. Bry has a perfect meat to bread ratio. Like really? he, he said, Slimans is like four sandwiches for him. Right, you break it down. For me, I mean, I, yeah, I can't. I wouldn't enjoy like if it was a pound of corned beef stuffed between two pieces of Wonder Bread. I, 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 yeah, that ain't for me. I break it up into a couple sandwiches and enjoy it, but as far as one goes, nah, it's too much. But you guys are in golf course management, so that's not surprising. Because everything's got to be like in a precision way, so that you're not—I'm not, not as surprised as what a, I might have thought I would be. Oh, I was in your guys' background. Yeah, I'm a slob. I'll eat anything. Oh, most people agree with me. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll go to uh, Arby's and get the meat mountain, and he'll be—he'll be, he'll be okay. happy as a clam. I—I kind of okay. I'm gonna have to agree with Brian here, and the reason why is I had one time I got a big Montana way back in the day. I just thought it was too much in the middle, and I didn't yep. think it was. I it kind of it kind of went bad in the middle for me. Mm-hmm. And I went, no, you got to have because if you have too much and you're biting into too much, like if I have like a if I have like lunch meat, right, and I have yeah. turkey, and I'll eat the turkey, but if I spend too much time in the middle, the bread will start to slide around the the turkey, and then I'll start to think of the word slime and slimy, and then I won't want to eat. <laughs> But if I have enough turkey, thank you. Like, yeah, something else, and then you know mustard or whatever, and I can eat yeah. that with the bread. And then I can eat it fast enough where I'm not thinking about slime. And I think the same <laughs> way happened with like an Arby's roast beef sandwich or something like that. That that can happen. Yep. Arby's roast yep. beef is fantastic, but there's I I, I there's really too much single. Yeah, I could stop at the single Can't instead be. of the big Montana. I only got the big Montana one time, and that was the time. Hmm. <laughs> one of our guys that loves our show said there's got to be that's what she said in there somewhere and i gotta bring it up because it's too much meat yeah like the meat mountain <laughs> <Just too> much. <laughs> the big mountain <laughs> uh, 
so we do we try to do once a month a live show out and about but we don't go to like the name brand places we go to mom and pop bars to go out and have some food like we've been to rookies in parma heights mr b's we've been to local bar in parma we've been to um the foundry social down in medina and we did this throughout the pandemic to kind of help the restaurants, especially the mom and pop places, get their feet back, you know, showcase their food. Is there a mom and pop place that you just love to go to because they have really great food? Oh, Jesus. I mean, there's almost too much. Um, you know, back home, I used to go to Hagee's uh, back in Perry or back in Canton. B&K Cafe in Perry is a great place. Um, we used to go to a place called Chicken Manor. That was basically like the, where the family used to have our, our family get togethers. All the Carmens used to go to a place called Chicken Manor and North Canton. It's a shame that there's a, but that place closed down a few years ago. There's another place called Lindsay's in Canton. It's just, there's a bridge that goes over 77 from West Tusk. And that place just closed on Sunday uh, hmm. for good. So that's a shame. But the, the places around, the places around here, you know, Tremont had so many. West Park has so many. It's almost too numerous to count. You know, when you get to when you get in Cleveland, it, it like I, I've said before, I've defended Olive Garden. Like it's it's such a weird thing. When I being in Canton, it's not like you could. We don't have a Little Italy district. No. At least we didn't at the time. I don't know if they. I know they have First Friday, but I don't know if they have like a Little Italy. And you can go to Four Winds or Sparta or something like that, but I don't need to go to the Sparta Steakhouse every day for crying out loud. Um, so, like, you see these commercials for Olive Garden. You're like, oh, this place must be nice. And, like, so people who grow up around Cleveland who, like, are in the inner ring suburbs whose families took them to Italian restaurants with people from <laughs> they fart all over Olive Garden. But it's like for us simple folks in Stark County and all the other counties, hey, that's all right. Pretty nice. But there's they're almost too numerous to count. The, the place in Streetsboro, the bar I like in Streetsboro, Lizzie and I have gone to a couple times, is a place called Chuggers, which is fun. Uh, I forget the one day they had this band playing. Lizzie and I were smashed. This was last fall. This was the same day Urban Meyer got in trouble. With his bar, with that girl dancing. Yeah. I was looking at my phone going, holy God, this is happening right now. We're out with the neighbors, and uh, we went, and there was this, God, there was this great band, and they said it was their last day ever, and I totally, they, they were breaking up. One guy was moved to Columbus, and that was it. And they were so good. They were amazing. And I was in the, I was in the bar. There was like 40 people in there. And it's just it's just one of those bars at like the end of a shopping center. There's 40 tables. They're all like black tables that people like have beers on, whatever. Good time. Enjoyed that. Enjoyed myself greatly at Chuggers. And I've gone a couple times since and really enjoyed myself greatly at Chuggers. Um, and then like, I don't know, like Youngstown. Youngstown had like the MVR. Go to the MVR. Lizzie and I, our first date was at Cafe Capri. Uh, there's, uh, you go to the, um, gosh, you go to the, the there's a, uh, banquet hall called Mr. Anthony's, which is nice. That's where you have your, you know, your big things. And then there's like Vernon's restaurant and a couple other ones. See, the, the problem is, is we'll, we'll get, we'll be done here. And then I'll think of the restaurants. Some of the other restaurants <laughs> feel bad 
for not mentioning. Oh, good God, Chip Jab, right there in Gerard, right there on the court, right there on the on the Youngstown Gerard Gerard border, mm-hmm. is uh, is a Jib Jab Jib Jab hot dog shop. Unpaid testimonial, the best. Really. You got yes. to email me all those because now I've written down chuggers. So yeah, I mean, I get in there for our next live show. There's a place called road Happy Moose up the road too. They had a fire. They're they're re, I think I think they're re, remodeling. It's been a while. I think they're remodeling, but that yeah, place is really good. And they just opened up a Wild Eagle here in town. So okay, with his lights. I think he's being fine with his lights. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I thought it was supposed to be light out until 8:30. What the hell well, is this? It's Northeast Ohio. We're about to get some thunderstorms. Hopefully. Oh, is that what's going on? Okay. Um, I hope not. So, I'm going to tomorrow. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you, you know, to hand water greens, then you can say no. I don't want to. When you actually have to bring a hose out of a cart yeah. and water stuff, you pray for rain every day. Yeah, I'd rather just have friend. I think you're right about that. Never mind. Go <laughs> ahead. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. No, I mean, like, if you're doing, if you're getting together with a family, doing a backyard cookout, or uh, or, or having a big family meal or something, is there something unique that you guys do? You know, as far as side dishes or desserts or something like that, that kind of stands out that isn't something maybe a normal person might uh might think about. No, I can't say there is. I think it's basically standard fare. I'm what do you mean? Burgers, dogs? What do you oh, ribs? Yeah, those things. I'm not, you know, I'm not very creative when it comes to my neighbor AJ is very good with. He's got all the stuff. He's got the smoker. He's got the green egg. He's got the. He's got the grill. He's got the blackstone, and they're all lined up on his back deck. And he does all that stuff. So he's he's really good at that. Um, I just put down the, the burgers and the hot dogs. You know, you got sure. the cheese and potatoes and the things like that. Uh, Liz makes really good pasta salad, which she thinks is. I, I just say that because she's my wife. It is the best pasta salad. It's better than my mother-in-law's. Okay. It's better. My neighbor AJ says he makes pasta, great pasta salad, but really, it's like that. Um, it's like. AJ makes great food. He's a great cook. Don't get me wrong. He's a great neighbor, <laughs> great cook. But his pasta salad, everybody's like, oh, this and that about it. And I like Liz's more. And it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode of The Move. I don't know if, how familiar you guys are with Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. But like, but like Elaine's talking about like, ah, it's just a whole lot of stuff thrown in there that's not really doing like that's that that's oh. what it is. It's <laughs> yeah, just like, like now putty, putty made up. There's a knuckle, move. maybe. Yeah, the knuckle <laughs> and the clockwise swirl and all this stuff. Right. Putty makes up his own move, and it's just a lot of stuff there for show. And that's why <laughs> of all the great things he makes, he makes all types of great things. Uh, but he is a he was a cook at Sylvester's in Jackson Township, which is another North Canton area, which is another great mom and pop place, Italian restaurant, uh-huh. great place. And uh, as much as I like his food. And I, you know, beggars can't be choosers, but I'm gonna choose in this case. I will choose Liz's pasta salad, and not not my neighbor's and not my mother-in-law's. And my Smart. mom can't make pasta salad anymore, so you know that's what happens. There. <laughs> you you mentioned cheesy potatoes. Do you put the uh, the um, cornflakes on top or no? No, I mean no. Rich crackers, wife, but she doesn't. No, we don't do. We don't uh, do no. You're missing Trace out. The buffalo chicken dip. That's very good. Liz does all. Yeah, the cooking, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I grow meat. I, I make the meat. And that's about it. There you go. Yep, that's all you need to do. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Ken, I can't thank you enough for being with. Me. I can't. Well, I want to thank you guys for being so. Well, hold, damn it! Hold on, I'm going to speak now. Um, <laughs> I can't thank you guys enough for being so you know, flexible 
and moving it around because at first I'm like, oh, man, I told these guys to be on. And then I was like, I got it. Because Lima, Lima didn't even know. He didn't even know his schedule on his book was – He doesn't. <laughs> I say on his book. He doesn't keep a book. I keep a book of things. He doesn't do any of that stuff. But you guys are very flexible with me because I, I didn't know, like, Fat Boy Tuesday, Tuesday is your day, and you guys were willing to move for me. So I can't it's all good. appreciate hey, you guys enough. Thank you very much. You're a special guest here. It's not us. Everybody sees our face every week. I mean uh, – they don't see this on our show. Like uh, now, have you now you're on vacation? Have you tuned in to your show at all in the morning? No. no. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't like no to. Way. I I, uh, I only listen for bits. I've listened to the afternoon show with Nick because Nick just started. Yes. And Nick and Dustin, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we were actually we got to listen to the first segment yesterday when we were golfing. Um, and I've tuned in a little bit of that, but I, there's times where I like, like, I like to listen to a lot of the interviews I, okay. and my one boss, Keith gets upset with me about it, but I said, I just don't want to rip anything off. Cause I, I, I have a crutch right there. And I've said this before and I've said this before and I said this the other day and I said this yesterday and all this other stuff. I don't want to say, I heard Jeff Phelps say this. I heard Baskin say that I've heard, you know, I don't want to do that. So I listen to a lot of the interviews. I listen, you know, the um, the Albert Breer on Wednesdays at 520. Maybe you can't miss that. But the other ones, it's like, I, I just, because I don't want to, I don't want to rip anybody off on my own station. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to get emotionally involved either. Because, you know, they got points. They got steady points they want to make. And who, what am I doing? Am I arguing about that? What, what am I arguing with? So I don't want to do anything like that. So I I, uh, I listen here and there. I listen. To, I like to listen to opens. I like to listen to a lot of show opens. Seven o'clock. I love to listen to the nighttime open. Mm-hmm. The only reason well, I ask is because it's the Jeff Thomas takeover right now. Him and Chico. <laughs> and hey, no, no. I I have never laughed so hard at Jeff Thomas yelling at Chico, telling him to shut up. It's my show now. <laughs> he did that. Oh, it it was. Per- they call it the Jeff the Jeff Thomas tirade. <laughs> he goes, he goes. It's my turn to speak. Be quiet. <laughs> oh wow. no, it's, it is comical because it I didn't is- know Jeff had it in him. Actually, I did know Jeff had it in him. <laughs> well, they- I've seen Jeff had it in him like that. Sorry, they- yeah, you're right. They had Garrett Bush on today, and they were talking to Garrett. And Chica goes, so uh, GB, what do you think? He goes, I don't know him that well. I'm going to call him Garrett until we get this done. You be quiet. And just, and I have never laughed so hard at those two because Chico is just losing. Chico's laughing so hard, but Jeff Thomas is just going nuts right now, and I love. Did it. Chico call? Did Chico call him GB? Yeah, it's G Bush. That's his nickname. No one calls him GB. <laughs> he goes making up different nicknames for Garrett. It's G Bush. Everybody knows him as G Bush. He's in my phone as G Bush. It's not. It's not GB. Oh. G Bush. Right. You got one more question before we? Uh... No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna thank Ken for being incredibly gracious with your time. We know you're on vacation, so uh, we appreciate you very, very much, and uh, enjoy the rest of your days off. Thank you, guys. Hopefully, I'll be able to run into you guys uh, coming up here in a bit. Uh, keep my number, and uh, hopefully, I'll be able to join you guys again. All right. Thank very you. cool. And again, I can't, let me say this before you guys let me go. Just thank you so much. Nah, it's all good, man. So Don't worry about it. Accommodating with the time. Hey. I, thank you. Very, have a very drink much. on us tonight. I've only had one today. <laughs> I'll well, have another. Today. I'll probably have about three or four. I watched real quick. I watched Chinatown earlier today. I, I dropped my kids off at um. I dropped my kids off at um. Camp, 
and then I watched Chinatown. I've been watching a lot of movies on during this break. So I caught up with Chinatown. Oh, what are the other ones I caught up with? I'm watching Untouchables again. Um, Once Upon a Time in America, which is, God, that's a four-hour-long epic. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of old movies. Uh, Torah, Torah, Torah. Saw that. Uh, saw World War II in color. Been staying up all these nights just watching all this stuff. So a lot of different things in there. That's Do what I've been doing. Favorite movie? You, you interrupted nothing. You interrupted absolutely <laughs> nothing. Well, now, I, I now we got to know. I sweated my ass off in the yard. I'm going to sweat my ass off tomorrow. And, and I watched a <laughs> lot of movies that nobody cares. I watched a no- movie from 1974. You interrupted absolutely zero. Sweat it out tomorrow. We, we got to know. What's your favorite movie? We, do you got one time, or two that. Yeah. I watch all these movies. I came up with. A, my neighbor is 19 years old. And I came up with a list of over 50 movies. I said, listen, you got to watch these movies to be a man in America. You got to watch all these movies. And I mean, it's, there's yep. everything there. There's like, she's got to have it to. To uh, Goodfellas, to Godfather yeah. Two, to New Jack City, to 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 Three Ten to Yuma, to all these different. Well, I don't think Three Ten to Yuma is in the mix, but I think um, <laughs> McClintock is in there. True okay. Grit is in there, but you got to watch the 1969 version. Nothing wrong with Jeff Br- Jeff Bridges. There you I, always, uh-huh. I always confuse him with Jeff Daniels. I think you knew I was going to do that. <laughs> I always confuse him with Jeff Daniels. Aaron Dunn. Nothing wrong with Jeff Bridges. Nothing wrong at all. But you got to see the first one. And there's a couple ones I've already marked off because I want to watch them with my sons before they they leave the house. And that's it. And uh, I watched Braveheart uh, with Axel a few uh, like a month ago, and I didn't realize someone <laughs> gets stabbed in the face with a sword. <laughs> but um, I went to watch I went to watch Godfather. But there's a lot, there's so much dialogue in Godfather. Yep. And so I thought, what was the movie that Liz said it was okay to watch with him on his eighth birthday? I think. I, oh, geez. It, it might. It might be. It might be The Godfather. It wasn't Goodfellas. I know there's a no to Goodfellas. Goodfellas is my favorite, which is such a cliche thing to say. Sure. I'm sorry. I, I'm always trying to find like a different, like a <laughs> better movie to have a conversation oh, a about. Oh, Goodfellas, some typical, you know, trash. Yeah, like Goodfellas. <laughs> I don't have all the posters of all the people and everything, but yeah, I mean, what, what am I supposed to say? Good fellas. It's a great movie. Nothing wrong with that. You don't have to apologize for that. All right. What's your favorite so, movie real quick? No, I'm keeping you. What's your favorite movie? Go. Art? My Jared, fault. yeah. Jared, sorry. I'm looking into, I'm looking in your direction, Jared. I'm sorry. Because I'm dark. All day. What is it? Pool Hall Junkies. Pool Hall, Pool Hall Junkies. I've never seen Pool Hall Junkies. Oh, you'll love it. It's got Christopher Walken in it. Write it down. Oh, write it down. You want to talk about bar bets where you can win beer quicker than anything? Really? Yeah, watch. There's some hustles what? here that will make you laugh. No kid. I watched Color of Money a couple of weeks ago, which similar, is from the Hustler. Yeah. yeah. That's- similar to Color of Money, but more um, really more, more vulgar. Uh, Chaz is in it. Um, I can't think of his name. He's oh, in Yeah, that guy. So he's in it with Christopher Walken. Okay, so I wrote that down. What's yours, Brian? Uh, I'd probably say Shawshank. It, it, it's kind of cool. I'm going down to um, uh, Mansfield a lot now for work, so I kind of see like where they've shot certain scenes. So, yeah, that just kind of intensifies it, but it, it's hard to get better than that, in my opinion. When I worked in Akron, uh, so I worked for a big radio group that I, I'm not going to say on air. It's one of the we're we're the second biggest, and the other one's the biggest. And I worked for the biggest at the time, right? 
and I used to drive through. I worked in Akron, and I used to have to do the news. I had to, I'd have to do the news, and I sent the news to Ashland and Mansfield. It's like that central Ohio area, Ashland Mansfield. That's how they yep. say it there, like Akron, Kent, right? And I would go through. I would have to go do the Ashland football games and the men's and women's basketball games, right? And I would drive mm-hmm. through Mansfield, and I'd always call my boss and go, "Hey." I'm driving through Mansfield. Do you know they got a bleeping jail around here that they talk about? Because <laughs> everything is about the prison. Everything. Yep. And I'd just be on 30, dry, like driving through, like, I don't know if it was 30, it's but cool. through Mansfield. And you yeah, can it see is. it from the road, like, way yep. down there. I go, you guys know they filmed Shawshank Redemption out here? <laughs> I had no idea. The inside but, scoop. Look at you. Yeah. My dad went there, loved the prison. You got to go to the prison. It's, it's like, yeah, you know, I've, been, I've been through the tour. It's pretty cool. You went through the tour. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. know that. No, yeah. I mean, it, it was like a self-guided tour. But then they also have a tour that goes like around the city because apparently they've shot different scenes uh, throughout the city. Like um, I've been to the uh, the supermarket where Red has his job as the grocer um, after he gets out. So, yeah, I mean, little, little things like that is pretty cool to see. Wow, that'd be cool. I didn't know yeah. they did all that. Yep. My dad just likes those ghost shows. And <laughs> oh yeah, some people go to, to go to the reformatory and they stay overnight and they do like ghost hunts and stuff. I don't, That's I don't so know about cool. that. I had a couple of friends do that, and I'm like, I grew up in Coshocton County. We're good. I know all about ghosts. Did you grow up uh, in Coshocton? Coshocton? No, I grew, are... oh. I grew up in West Lafayette. Oh, okay. How old are you? Uh, forty-one. Uh, you might not know my buddy because he was a couple years younger than me. His last name's Deshaun. You'd be surprised too. Lee. Good. Hey. <laughs> he's a good guy. I promise you he's a good guy. There's but, uh, it's once I get past Canton and I get south, if I get pulled over, it's hilarious because the cop will look at me and goes, Oh sh on, who's your dad? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> because no matter what answer that comes out of my mouth is my uncle or my dad, and they're both Hellcats down there, and it's like yeah, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> it's going to be known for something instead of not known at all. I'd take it. I don't care. I'd love it. Be good stuff. Well, all right. You guys are trying to wrap yeah, up. Yeah. No, no. Uh, apologize to your wife for us for keeping no, no, no. it for you so wanna long. You want to see some stupid human tricks? <laughs> Say what? You want to see gotta some go. tricks? He's if you've got go. something to show me, I'll show it to me. All right. Here we go. Bri, are you ready? Yeah. All right. We're doing our trivia. Oh, 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 shoot. Yeah. See, I didn't even have oh, time to think about it. I thought you were going to hang up on me or something like that. I thought oh. I was getting hung up on. No, no, no. Oh, this is shit. Right now because, so, Bry is a draft savant. And Not the only really. thing you, did, you were doing earlier? We were doing it earlier. So, Bry's going to come up with the answers. So, this is not right. CBS Sports. That since 2018 or earlier, there was only one person still with their team. Okay, and that person's Miles Garrett. Oh. And these are all number one overall picks. Wow. So I gave him the first one, which is Matthew Stafford, who was drafted by the Lions hmm. and now with the Rams. Bry, can you give me the first pick in 2010? See, I can never remember if uh, Sam Bradford was before Stafford or after. After you got it correct, I'll give you that one. So that's Bradford. Um, was 11 Clowney? 
11 was not Clowney. Clowney was 14? Yes. Okay, so who the hell was 11? 12 was Luck. 13 was Fisher. Uh, 11 after Bradford. Can you give me a team? Carolina Panthers. Oh, Cam. Yeah, oh, stupid. God. Stupid. Yeah. Hey, his name's been brought up all day today about coming to Cleveland. Yeah. Cam? Give me a break. Yeah. I'm a defender of Cam, but no, I no. No. I agree with you. Hey, if I wanted to run the triple option, I'd watch Navy play. <laughs> oh, come on. That's a little bit rough. That's a little rough. You can't throw the ball anymore. You and I both know that. All right. So you got Fisher after Clowney. Yeah, and I'm blanking on 15 and 16. I know Winston was – was Winston the year before Garrett? Uh, no. No, James, or Winston he, was he 16? 16. Was 15. Fifth. 16. Oh, there was 15. Another, 15. There's another quarterback at 16. <sighs> Lord. Team? Uh, right now he's playing for Detroit. No, oh god, Jared yeah. Goff. Come on, Judas Priest. Yeah, right. And there is one after Miles Garrett. One after Garrett. Yeah, it was Baker. 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 Yeah. So, in did we nine, miss one? I feel like we missed one though. Like no, 14, just, 15, 16. You got Stafford, Bradford, Cam, Luck, Fisher, Clowney, Winston, Goff, Miles, and Baker Mayfield. Oh, okay. I got you. See, I got my years mixed up. Miles is the only one still with his original team. Crazy. Let's hope he stays that way. I I wonder if he's a Browns lifer. Gotta be, right? Like, I I don't think he's a guy – I got to tell you, I'll leave you with this. I don't think he's a guy who – like the Browns event – like, you got to move on from everybody eventually, right? Like, say he gets nine years in the league and they're like, you know what? I mean, if he's still at the top of his game, maybe you rework the deal or you, mm. you figure out a new deal. But he might be a guy who just goes, you know what I mean? Like if he's I, – I don't see him kind of hanging on with somebody else. I, I, I could see that guy just kind of – I made a ton of money in this league. Now I'm going to go on to my life's work. Sure. He goes and does that. I'm so sorry? Kind of like Joe. Their yeah. Is yeah. Great. Which, yeah. I mean, well, the it's different with the Browns because the Browns were in a different, in a, in a much different spot. Like, I don't think they were ready oh, to yeah. replace them just yet. And I think they would have definitely, if they could have wired his back together and had him come back. Yeah. But I, I bet I could see Miles. I don't know. He's just, he's just so interesting. I just, like, I can't see him just be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here. To, like, his third stop now with the Atlanta Falcons. I can't see, like, he goes from the Browns to, Maybe the Rams under the five. I can't see him doing that. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I can totally see, agree. I think I could see him maybe chase one Super Bowl, maybe one. But after that, I don't think it's multiple teams. I think it's one other team. And maybe. maybe that's why I, I, mean. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's in his DNA. I feel the same way about Nick Chubb too. Like I think I, he, I don't. Go ahead. I go don't ahead, think go ahead. these. I don't think these guys. You know, obviously. They're part of the Browns' history, and they're some of the the Browns' greats, and I think they uh, they keep it that way. But you know, we're finding out with Deshaun Watson. You think you know these athletes, but uh, you might not know a hundred percent about them. But yeah, I, I would be shocked if Nick Chubb chases Super Bowls or chasing money or anything like that. 
Well, with, with Miles, what makes him so interesting is like when he first came out in the draft, there was a lot of people who wanted to compartmentalize him and put him in their own spot. Like there was a lot of questions about whether or not he loved football. And I think that he's such an interest, like the whole, I like, I like music. I like jazz. I like poetry. I like history. I like dinosaurs, all that stuff. I think it bothered those Cro-Magnon football people because, you know, you're playing defense and I think they wanted killers there on defense. It's like, I think it bothered some of those old style football guys that he can, he can kind of turn it on and off when he wants to, as we've seen, like there is, there's certainly a competitive streak. There's absolutely a mean streak there, and he kind of does exactly what he wants to Sorry. do. There what we go. To do. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those guys, bro. I'll tell you guys what happened. I was, I was like, it was like weird. It did get dark there, I got to admit. It did get kind of uh, weird. Sorry. There's right. Yeah, it got dark. By the way, while I'm hiding here in the dark, Miles Garrett can't kick the shit out of me. Let's talk about Miles <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. All right. Ken, thank you so much. Yep. Hey, right, thank guys. you, Ken. You're the man. Love hope, it. Hope you had a good time. We appreciate oh, you. You had a good time. And, you know, oh, you got to come back on and talk some food with us here a little bit later when we have more time to talk food. Will do. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> right. Appreciate you. Bye. Oh, that was Ken Carmen. How awesome was that, Bri? I felt, I mean, I felt terrible for keeping as long as we did, to be honest. But it, like, he I seem to be having a good time. I, I'm sitting there, all I could do was just laugh. And I'm just sitting there going, like, all right, this is going to be, he was on with us for over an hour, Brian. I know, right? Incredibly, incredibly gracious with his time. He said he had nothing better to do, but I find that hard to believe. I'm sure he could have found something else to do. But, hey, yeah, have another drink, hang out, talk sports. I mean, that, that sounds pretty good to me. I don't care if I know the guys or don't. I didn't get to do my rapid fire that I wanted to do, but that's okay. We can save that for another time. Sure, sure. All right, Brian. Well, guess what? We're not doing a top three tonight. Buddy. Yeah, that's probably smart. We've run it's pretty late here. Hour 30 in, but we cannot, cannot thank Ken enough. Ken Carmen, 92.3 The Fan, and Fox 8 Sports for joining us absolutely amazing uh, he's just so down to earth it was so fun talking to him and you know we'll have him on again here hopefully because it looked like he had a blast with us <laughs> that was an awesome time yeah but on that note we're closing down legal ham so tune in next week we will be back on tuesday next week for our fat boy tuesday but bry cannot sign off without god bless him Yep. God bless you. God bless America. All right. I am that fat guy. We want to thank our troops and our first responders for everything they do. Also, Lake Erie APA, please go check them out. Get a hold of us. Get a hold of Harold Keel. Uh, Justin, I do have your hat. It's right here. Your APA hat. Got a little goodie bag coming too with a Dimitri Felton numbered card right there. Look at that guy. Plus a couple other goodies in the back. I'll mail that out to you this week, buddy. And on that note, we're uncorked, unloading, we're out. Thank you guys for watching. Will Vinny be